Okay, so presence. Um, here's the running order for this session, so you know where we're heading. First, we'll get into the meat of this, which is, well, what is presence? And in explaining that, I'm going to contrast it with charisma. <coughs> then I'm going to take you through what I believe, from my research and my experience, my own introspection, what I believe the seven qualities of pure presence are. And then very briefly, I'll touch on how you can work on your own presence. But we don't have much time for that here. And there was no point in getting into the how-to stuff until you were clear what it was that we're working on. Now, the simplest definition of presence that you'll find anywhere, and you will find this in some psychotherapy books, is the state or the condition of being present in a situation or with a person. Now, I think that's true. I just don't think it's very helpful. <laughs> and I don't think it's the whole story. Um, so I looked further, and of course, in writing the book, I had to read quite a lot about this sort of stuff. And there actually is quite a lot of books out there on executive presence and leadership presence. They tend to concentrate on the outer effect on presence. They don't tend to regard presence as an inner phenomenon with an outer effect. For example, one notable author in the States describes presence as a high-impact professional attribute founded on a critical skill set. Note, founded on a critical skill set. And his book then goes on to four themes, how to manage other people's perceptions and impressions of you, how to improve your communication skills, how to create and manage your personal brand, and how to use the mass media to raise your profile and improve your reputation. But can you see how the emphasis is very much on the effect on others? Well, I see presence, here's my first definition, as an inner psychological, no, an inner psycho-spiritual state with an outer reflection. I think we are bridging into the essence of what it means to be a human being. That's why I say psycho-spiritual. But I still don't think that's very helpful, although I think it's true. So what I'm going to do is, um, is describe it. And first I'm going to start with how it reveals itself, how your presence might reveal itself to other people. I think it reveals itself to other people when you're being the natural you. We tend to use the word authentic a lot. I'm going to avoid it in this session because it is used so much. You're being the natural you. You're giving someone or a situation your undivided attention. Undivided attention. You're speaking honestly and respectfully, but you're not ducking issues. That's already hard, respectfully and not ducking issues. You're letting your personality flow, your unique personality, unhindered by the fears and anxieties that contain and cramp so many of us. And when you're doing this, and when this is allied to a strong sense of purpose and a strong sense of mission, that's when I think you radiate your magnetic there's this powerful magnetic radiating effect on others. That's how I think presence reveals itself to others. Now, I'm going to turn it around and say, OK, now how might you experience your own presence? Well, I would say you experience it when you're in the here and now. You're not worrying about the past, nor worrying about the future. You're in the here and now. You feel in the flow with what's happening. And you're feeling confident. 
you're enjoying what you're doing. You're doing it well, and it feels easy. When you're experiencing that, I would argue you are experiencing your own presence. And you will have always experienced your own presence at certain times. What else do I want to say? Oh, yeah. This being in the flow thing, that's what sports stars talk about when they talk about being in the zone. Have you ever heard that saying? They're in the zone. So when a sports star is in the zone, let's say you're serving for the Wimbledon Championships. It's match point. And you're able to play that point just like any other point, undistracted by its emotional significance. That's being in the moment, not being in the past, not being in the future. That's what I mean. That's what they talk about. Now, an awful lot of authors seem to take the view that presence comes packaged with certain behaviors. And I've had to reflect on this and do a bit of research. And I've come to doubt that, actually. I think the person with presence will certainly be very here and now. You'll feel they're with you if you're having a conversation. You'll feel they are paying attention. And I think the person with presence will tend to speak with honesty, sometimes disarming honesty. But I think beyond that, I don't think you can say that a man or a woman with presence behaves like this or behaves like that. I, I don't think you can parcel it up like that. So um, you may well find somebody with presence who is magnetic and charismatic. But equally, you could find somebody with presence who is quiet and contemplative. Equally, you could find somebody who is quiet and <coughs> contemplative in one context and dynamite and charismatic in another. I think it depends on your unique character, and I think it also depends on the role you're playing, the context. So I don't think you can say there are a set of behaviors that define and put presence in a box. That's, that's my own view. I think everybody's presence is unique. We have a signature presence if we're bold enough to let it flow. But the point I'm making is, as coaches, you have less choice about this than most. You need to let your presence flow if you're going to do a good job and if you're going to win new jobs. So what is at the root of presence? Where does it come from? I believe it comes from a sense of inner wholeness, a sense of inner alignment, a sense of inner completeness. Very hard to find the right words here. You see, many of us are unaware of the inner tensions, the inner conflicts, the limiting beliefs within us. And those limiting beliefs you'll know from your training drive anxieties, and those anxieties, those fears, they drive defensive behaviors, ways that we cope with life. Okay? Most of us are unaware of that. So what I talk about as an inner wholeness is the opposite of that inner conflict, that inner division. It's an alignment of your self-image, your sense of who you are, and your feelings about yourself, your sense of what life is like, what the purpose of life is like, what your purpose in life is like, and your feelings about that. They're aligned. That's what I mean by inner wholeness. 
And when you get that alignment, in my experience, you get this extraordinary combination as a result. Inner peace and vitality. I don't just mean peace, man. <laughs> it is a sense of serenity and stillness inside, and yet there's a dynamism. There is a movement. There is an energy as well. Priceless as a coach. Priceless as a leader too.